1: because no one ever said life is fair here's foul territory with jeff and jen on sports overnight
2: america hello good evening everyone and welcome in it is sports overnight america i'm your host jeff rich from phoenix arizona jen rich is on assignment this evening i uh, will catch up with her Later this week, we hope, uh, headline of the day, and I think that it's going to be the headline down the stretch because uh, we just don't have a lot of pennant races, uh, or pardon me, a lot of division races going on in Major League Baseball, so we're going to look at the individual things. We're going to look at Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, twofold, actually, because uh He's chasing a triple crown and he is also chasing the record of Roger Maris, which still stands in the American League. And I think that uh, Maris's record is still critical, despite the fact that uh, it was broken by McGuire uh, and uh, also surpassed by Sammy Sosa and eventually Barry Bonds in 2001. Uh, you know we're we're 24 years removed from 1998, and still nobody in the American League has uh, surpassed the mark of Roger Maris set 61 years ago in 1961 when he hit. 61 home runs to uh pass a you know a 50 year old mark held by uh babe ruth at the time aaron judge is chasing that down he's chasing down a triple crown and i think if you asked him what was most important uh he would say neither of those things uh in lieu of a world series ring dodgers looking good dodgers uh Boy, I was watching the Diamondbacks a little bit earlier. They had this game in the bag. Dodgers put up a five spot in the bottom of the eighth to win game one of their doubleheader, six to five. Uh, We got some football things to talk about. A lot of baseball this hour. My name is Jeff Rich. This is Sports Overnight America. You're listening to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we'll be right back.
1: This is Sports Overnight
0: America with your host, Jeff Rich.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome back in. It is Sports Overnight America. You got Jeff Rich from Phoenix, Arizona with you. And uh, I'll tell you, I spent uh, the better part of my afternoon and evening taking in baseball. I was going to say Major League Baseball, but... I had a little rain delay on the south side of Chicago, so uh, I found myself watching playoff action from the Eastern League, uh, which is double-A. Uh, we had the Richmond Flying Spiders taking on. I think they're just the Richmond Spiders, uh, and they were t- – or the pardon me, the Squirrels. Uh, and they were taking on the Seawolves of Erie, uh, who had won – Just won game one in uh, their entire tenure, which is like 22 years uh, deep now. They came from the New York Penn League in, you know, in this uh, double A league. And, uh, you know, I don't know anybody that plays double A outside of, you know, the Cleveland system, perhaps the Arizona Diamondback system. So uh, I but I but I did. You know, I know these guys because, uh, you know, we go to just a handful of Arizona State baseball games every year. Not to the point where I have a player that really stands out. I mean, over the years, uh, you know, you had uh, Ryan Burr, who uh, last I checked was with the White Sox organization. Uh yeah, and, and obviously, uh, you know, players that, uh, you know, are are more well-known and, you know, already, uh, you know, done with their careers, like Ian Kinsler, uh, Dustin Pedroia, I believe that Jason Kipnis, uh, his career is also over. But I see uh, Carter Aldretti. You know, I I couldn't tell you much about what they did as Sun Devils other than, uh, you know, that they were remarkable enough that I'd uh, remember their name. So, I got to watch a 6-2 Erie victory over Richmond uh, in, again, the Eastern League uh, playoffs. So, um Erie has never won a playoff series, so uh, if they can take two of three games in the series, they will advance to uh, the Eastern League Championship, and uh, you know, and they'll be they'll be playing for their first title, uh, It'll be their first opportunity, uh, because again, they have never won that uh, preliminary round. They're uh, kind of like the Cleveland Browns of double double A baseball. Uh, speaking of the Browns. I got to dismiss this. I wasn't even going to talk about it. Uh, Browns had a uh, seven-point lead late in the game. Uh, Other side of the two-minute warning, third down. uh, They needed to get the two for uh, the first down. And, you know, obviously the touchdown was going to put them up by 13 with the extra point pending. And, uh, you know, Nick Chubb ends up scoring his third touchdown, which does put the Browns up 32-17 on Sunday. And, you know, they missed the extra point. Uh, They allow a quick touchdown from the Jets. The Jets recovered the onside kick. They got another quick touchdown, and uh, with 22 seconds left, uh, Jacoby Brissett was unable to uh, get them into field goal range uh, to give Kate York an opportunity to redeem himself, but... You know, Nick Chubb is telling the media that uh, he cost the team the game by scoring and not going down, not making the football savvy play. And uh, I, I appreciate it that, uh, you know, somebody out of the Cleveland Browns is stepping up and. Uh, you know, taking responsibility. I think the head coach did that in a small way, but uh, the players on the defensive side of the ball that uh, gave up not one but uh, two ridiculous touchdowns late in that game. Uh, you know, you want somebody to shoulder the uh, burden of responsibility, and what we had was a lot of finger pointing. That uh, doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot in the long run, but. Finger-pointing is never good. Uh, you know, that keeps the story alive with the excuses, and it makes your teammates and your opponents question where you are at mentally. Uh, you know, if you are speaking, you know, if, if, if you are pointing the finger via the media. You know, you know what did they uh, say the uh, quote from Paul Brown was? Uh, when you win say nothing, when you lose, say less. And, uh, you know, I I don't like seeing the excuses. Uh, You know, everything's different if the team is winning on the field. But uh, when you have a collapse like that, I I think that it's fair of the fan base and the critics, uh, you know, a.k.a. the media, to call you out for, what you are. So Nick Chubb uh you know appreciate you saying the right things but uh it is not necessarily the right way to go about this. Uh again, when you win you don't talk about stuff like this. So uh we'll see how the Browns ba- bounce back on Thursday. Uh, you know stories throughout the uh, the rest of the league. Uh, we've got nine newcomers to the Hall of Fame class of 129 modern era nominees. Uh, first time guys include Darrell Revis, uh, Cam Chancellor, Chris Johnson, Joe Thomas, Jari Evans, uh, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Navarro Bowman, and. Shane Leckler. Ah, uh, those are all pretty much household names. I mean, uh, you know, I understand if you don't know Joe Thomas or Jari Evans, but uh, Bowman a big part of the 49ers resurgence. Uh, James Harrison, perhaps the featured player on uh, Steelers defenses. You know, maybe right after you talk about Troy Polamalu, uh, Dwight Freeney, huge coming out of Syracuse. I think that uh, when you look at all of the players that the Colts had uh during uh Peyton Manning's heyday there uh you know you talk you could talk about the running backs you could talk about and James you could talk about Joseph Hedai, who uh was really the player to be reckoned with in uh the Super Bowl win for the Colts Reggie Wayne Marvis, Marvin Harrison of course uh Manning himself yeah, D- Dallas Clark Jeff Saturday defensive players though you know maybe Bob Sanders but who are you talking about from this defense. I think that Dwight Freeney is uh, definitely uh, the highlighted player that you remember from some really good teams that uh, weren't over the top teams unless the defense really had it going on. And that's uh, you know that was the formula that they had. They ran the ball and they were able to play defense uh, the one and only time that the Colts uh, won the Super Bowl with all of those years. What was it, like 13 or 14 years uh, with Peyton Manning at the helm? Uh, so we've got, uh, Darrell I think that Darrell Rivas, you know, was perhaps, uh, you know, one of the more overrated players. Uh, you know, especially, I just remember him holding out and I remember him being injured. But when I look back at the numbers, you know, he, he played a lot more than I remember him playing. Uh, he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots and, you know, maybe that's the knock on Joe Thomas is never played a postseason game was never, never one and oh. Never want to know in, you know, what did he play? Played through 2017. So, uh, 11 seasons, never missed a snap until his last, you know, until the one after his last one, uh, you know, injury ended his career. And he decided rather than coming back and playing through pain, uh, that he was going to hang it up. And, uh, really, it seems like, you know, he's got this podcast. He's this ambassador around Cleveland, uh, you know, he's really living his best life rather than, uh, you know, maybe he stuck around and, uh, he got to be part of that playoff team in 2020. But, uh, you know, not everything gets the Hollywood ending. And for Joe Thomas, you know, he didn't really even get the Hollywood story. He had to play in Cleveland where, uh, you know, his second to last season, they were 1 15. And I think that they were 0 7, and 8, something like that, when he finally came off the field for the last time in the, uh, You know, in the midst of a 0 16 season under uh, Hugh Jackson there in 2017. But, uh, I see those guys as first ballot guys. I like to think of cam chancellor is the quiet hero of that Legion of boom defense. Uh, you know, Bobby Wagner, obviously, uh, one of the players that's gotten notoriety over the years, but, uh, you know, you talked about Sherman, you probably talked about Earl Thomas quite a bit. Uh, I think that cam chancellor was the big hitter. I don't know if, uh, that equals out to being a hall of fame career, but, You know, to bring Seattle back to, you know, to bring Seattle for the first time to that level where they were playing in Super Bowls, uh, I I think that there's going to be quite a few players uh, from that team that, uh, you know, that end up making the Hall of Fame. But, you know, you're going up against, you know, you're going up against a class that already has, uh, you know, some players in it that are waiting their turn, Devin Hester, Zach Thomas, Rondé Barber among them. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the National Football League on the other side. My name is Jeff Rich. This is Sports Overnight America, and we'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich.
2: All right, everybody. Welcome back in. It is Sports Overnight America. We had uh, a little bit of action in Major League Baseball. Uh, They played two out in L.A., can't believe that they had to make up a game uh between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers but uh despite what the song says occasionally it does rain in southern california rained all over the Diamondbacks parade in game 1 they held a 5-1 lead going into the bottom of the 8th inning but uh the Dodgers uh, sl- you know surely turned the tables there they put up a 5-spot, bottom of the 8th. Uh, they come away with a 6-5 win in Game 1. Uh, Diamondbacks get out in front in Game 2. That one they hold on to 5-2 for the split in the doubleheader at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Red Sox and Reds, uh, not exactly the caliber of the 1975 World Series. Red Sox take that one in Cincinnati 5-3. Astros shut out the Rays in St. Pete 5-0. Uh, Cubs get one against the Marlins of Miami, 2-1. A uh, high-scoring affair between Toronto and Philadelphia. Uh, visiting Toronto Blue Jays uh, best the Phillies, 18-11. Uh, Detroit knocks Baltimore down a peg. Baltimore slowly falling out of that AL wild-card race. Uh, they lose at home 3-2 to two to the Tigers. Uh, Yankees get a big win. Judge hits number 60 as a grand slam. Stanton gets the walk-off 9-8. Yankees winners, uh, they get their 89th win of the season. Their magic number is 10. Uh, Braves take care of business at home against the Nats, Uh, 3-2. Mets on the road, they clinched a playoff spot 7-5 over the Brewers in Milwaukee. Uh, Angels, after being eliminated from the playoffs for the 8th consecutive season, uh, they go to Arlington, they get the win 5-2, five to two twins falling out of that al Central race uh, at Kansas City one that they had to have uh, they dropped that one five to four to the Royals wild one on the south side of Chicago. this one went to extra innings at three to three. Uh, Cleveland puts up two in the top of the 10th. The White Sox match that, so Cleveland gets a little busier in the 11th. Uh, they put up five, White Sox counter with two, but Cleveland wins that one in 11 10-7. Uh, it was the Giants over Colorado in the Rockies, 6-3. Oakland at home, 4-1 over Seattle. And the San Diego Padres shut out the St. Louis Cardinals at Petco, 5 to nothing and those are your baseball finals for monday or pardon me tuesday september 20th so let's talk a little bit uh cleveland cuts their magic number to 10 yankees magic number at 10 the mets are in so you know we've talked about the nl playoffs uh the divisions are for the most part, decided, and uh, there's no team that's uh, you know not going to win their division and going to miss the playoffs altogether. Um, so, you know, let's uh, let's take a good peek at the statics as it stands after play uh, on Tuesday, and of course, it is the Yankees with the five and a half game lead, magic number ten in the American League East uh you know it's Toronto that's chasing them but uh don't count Tampa Bay out either but uh magic number on Tampa is 8 uh you know Baltimore it's just a matter of time uh Cleveland they uh, again they have their magic number at 10 over Chicago uh Minnesota at 7 but Minnesota is falling apart Quickly here, uh, Houston has clinched the division. Everybody else uh, eliminated from playoff or pardon me from uh, division contention, and then the wild card race. Uh, if the season ended today, it would be Toronto, the four seed, Tampa, the five seed, Seattle, the six seed. Uh, doesn't seem too promising for the. Baltimore Orioles, uh, their elimination number, which is like the being on the bad end of the magic number, is 11 at this point. So not completely dead in the water, but uh, they need a lot of help uh, to keep things going here. And then over in the National League, the Mets lead over the Braves uh, just at a single game at this point. Both teams playing good ball. Uh, Mets winners of their their last six Braves winners of their last five uh both teams have clinched a playoff spot so uh one will get the division and uh the other will be the four seed will be the top wild card spot and then uh st louis uh magic number is six so combination of milwaukee losses and st louis once we get to six st louis can uh you know, cork the champagne there. And, of course, the Dodgers have had business taken care of for a couple of days now. And then over in the NL wild card, uh, we're looking at Atlanta. Uh, you know, that could easily be New York, uh, San Diego, and the Phillies. Uh, not, you know, not too far behind the pace. You have Milwaukee but. Uh, they've got to, you know, they've got to play a little bit better. They're on a three-game losing streak at the exact wrong point in the season. So, uh, you know, your playoff field, I could say with relative confidence, you're going to get the Dodgers, Mets, St. Louis, the Atlanta Braves, San Diego, and then right, I'm, I'm going to call it for Philly. I I think that the lead is big enough, and uh, I just don't believe in uh, this Milwaukee team to step up down the stretch. Uh, Ditto for Baltimore. Uh, You can't really count Chicago out, but, uh, you know, they lose to Cleveland again on Wednesday. Uh, That's going to put them in quite the predicament because that puts Cleveland's magic number at eight, and uh, they've got three games against the Texas Rangers and six against the Kansas City Royals, uh, you know, to close out the season. Royals with nothing to play for, and uh, you know, Cleveland with a little bit more motivation. I, I think that uh, you know, you get that magic number, uh, you know, around you know six or seven uh, going into that Kansas City series. You're asking Chicago to play perfect ball, and for Cleveland to just poo the bed against the Kansas City Royals. And I, I just think that they're too young and dumb to have the yips like that. I think a veteran team is more susceptible to that kind of breakdown. Uh, but uh, you know, young team that's. Uh, you know, it's really broken the mold. They don't uh, they don't pay guys to hit home runs. They develop talent both on the pitching side and on the hitting side. Uh, if I had to look at a surprise team uh, in the American League, I, I would say Seattle. I, I think that Seattle, uh, between their pitching and uh, they're pretty young as well, but they've got veteran leadership. I, I think that if I'm going to not go chalk, and I think that the Yankees and the Astros are chalk, I think that the Dodgers are chalk, and I think that the, the Braves and Mets are a little bit chalky. Uh, so if I'm looking at the National League, you know, San Diego would be uh, kind of a trendy pick. St. Louis, they you know always seem to know how to win. Uh, Philadelphia, see, I, I look at Philadelphia. They're not better than the Mets or the Braves. That's been proven in head-to-head. That's been proven over the course of this marathon that we call a Major League Baseball season. So, uh, they're a tough pick for me. And Atlanta's the defending champion. So, who exactly are they surprising? I don't think that there's a great surprising pick in the National League. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're to go with St. Louis, that's uh, you know, that's not who I would have. I mean, if I had to go one through six here. And again, apologies to Milwaukee, but uh, you proved me wrong, and you end up in the uh, wild card. Uh, I'll I'll issue an apology here on on the program. But going one through six, I, I'm going to say Dodgers, Braves, Mets, or Mets, Braves. I could go either way on that, uh, and then I'm going to say. San Diego, St. Louis, Philadelphia. Philadelphia would be uh, the biggest surprise. St. Louis would be a surprise but not a tr- not one that I, I I tend to trend towards. Uh, and then, you know again, in the American League, I, I think that Seattle among the wild card teams uh, would be the surprise and you know I think that Cleveland is probably I mean if you're going one through six, uh, you know you're probably going Yankees, Houston. Toronto, Tampa, Cleveland, Seattle, you know, you know and maybe even Cleveland, uh, absolutely sixth. Because you look at, you know, how they've gotten it done. They've, they've got it out wins. They they win close games. They win tough games. They have a bullpen that shuts you down after the sixth inning. You know, they they, they can come at you a number of different ways. Uh, you know, they could come at you with an opener, and they've got the bullpen depth to pull it off. Are they a, a fantastic team? It, not in any regard. You know, Shane Bieber relatively pedestrian given the standards that he set for himself. That Cleveland rotation, probably one of their weaker points. I say the weakest point on the on Cleveland is, uh, you know, is the catcher position. Uh, I, I I don't mind it defensively, but it's an offensive liability that uh, I, I I don't know that you can absorb and compete with the Astros and the Yankees. You know, if you got uh, an Austin Hedges or a Luke that, uh that is essentially an automatic out every time through, you're giving, you know, you're telling every, you know, you're telling the rest of the league, you're telling your rivals, they only, they've only got to get, you know, they've only got to get three, eight men in the lineup, and it's almost like the pitcher batting in the National League, which we've done away with at this point. I, I think that we're on a crash course for blockbuster type of World Series, whether it's Yankees-Mets again or Yankees-Dodgers, I I think that... Uh, Houston is a marquee enough team that if if they end up uh, matched up with the Dodgers or Braves again, you've got that chip on your, you know, chip on the shoulder angle, so uh, there are a lot of things that could play out if we don't get a Cinderella team, and and you never expect one, but uh, one could rear its ugly head, and I hope it's the head of a Cleveland Guardian. All right, let's give a shout out to everybody listening on the American Forces Network. This is Sports Overnight America on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. And and we'll be right back.
1: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
2: This view was worth a hike.
3: Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health.
1: Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer?
0: Not yet.
1: Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Coligard is right for you or visit Coligard.com.
3: I'm in.
0: Now back to Sports Overnight America with Jeff Rich.
2: Welcome back in, everyone. Thanks for staying up with us. It is Sports Overnight America. Jeff Rich with you from Phoenix. Give me a follow on social media at Jeff Rich Talks. Uh, follow the network at Sports Byline. USA, remember that we go on live at 10 p.m. Pacific time. I'm with you Monday through Thursday during the week. And, uh, you know, you can check sportsbyline.com. Network is always streaming live, and we have a full schedule of all the programming there. So uh, go ahead and check it out uh, at this time. I'd like to kind of shift gears and talk a little bit about college football. Um, we have a new playoff format on the horizon that's going to take 12 teams. Uh, We're going to take the four that we would take to begin with, and we are going to put them through to a quarterfinal round. Uh, Meanwhile, we will have eight teams play into those four. Uh, We'll get six conference champions, six at large teams, uh, which I imagine could also include conference champions among them, but uh, they will oftentimes not. So uh, let's figure SEC champ is in. Big 10 champ is in. Big 12 champ is in. We're still going to have an ACC, so the ACC champ will be in. So that's five. That's your, uh... well, are we saying that the Pac-12 still exists? So, if we say the Pac-12 still exists, you're going to figure that those five are are really usually automatically going to be in. But what happens if you have, I don't know, what happens if you have an eight and four conference champion? I I, I think that you put those power five conferences in automatically. And then uh, you're looking at seven spots for the rest, for the rest of the country. So... Top five schools are probably, you know, are definitely in. You would think that it'd be top twelve, but it's not necessarily going to work out that way. So we think. Let me let me just rip off the, you know, traditional champions teams that uh, I, I think that it's reasonable to um, at least say that they, you know, they're going to be in the running for a conference championship after uh, three weeks of play here. Uh, we'll start out our way uh, on the West Coast. Uh, let's let's call it for USC. We're not necessarily predicting USC uh, wins the you know the uh, conference. All we're saying is that uh, you know that that's a for example that we can use, and the Big Twelve. Who do we, I mean, we're going to find out pretty soon. We're, gonna, You know, State Fair's coming up around the corner here in Texas, and uh, we're going to see what happens at the Cotton Bowl. But uh, right now, I think that uh, I could call it for Texas. I could easily call it for Oklahoma just the same. But, you know, okay, okay. so let's say that uh, traditionally we're, we're going to go with Oklahoma. So USC, Oklahoma, Ohio State, uh, Alabama. And, you know, who do, who do we like in the ACC? Right, are we confident that it is Clemson? I think that that's a safe call. And that's uh, you know probably going to be a safe call in more years than it won't be. So, uh, you know, you're trying to get away from Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, uh, USC, and Oklahoma. All right. So, you know, you're looking around. You've got the American, you know, the American Athletic Conference. That's usually that's kind of been the best of the rest over recent years. Mountain West uh, sometimes steps up, but uh, you know they've lost TCU and, and Utah, who were strong components of their conference. Uh, you know, Boise State seems to own that conference. I think Boise State seems to be a little bit down this year. We'll see how uh, that pans out as we get into Mountain West conference play, but. Uh, you know, are, are you going to, you know, and and that's that might be where it stops. That might be where it stops. Conference champs from the Mountain West, that satisfies your six conference champs. And, you know, do you have a great team in the American? I mean, you're probably going to be looking at the American conference champ unless something happens where uh, they don't get to play in their conference championship, something like that. But then you're going to start going... Two, three, four deep in the SEC. So the SEC is going to get their conference in. and if we're only taking five other conference champs, you know that that's five teams that can't be SEC. And I think that we're going to go too deep in the Big Ten. I, I think that it's conceivable we go too deep in you know either the Big Twelve or the ACC. I, I don't think we go too deep in the Pac-12 unless we start seeing better September performances, and, and that's not to take anything away from the currently un, unbeaten teams there. You know, maybe the Pac-12 is a little bit better this year, and, and bowl games are a bad gauge now because you got players opting out. Yeah, you, you know, you you have players that are committed to that they're going to play in. The league championship, you know, they're going to play in the league championship game and they're going to play for national championship. So they're going to play in a semifinal game and they're going to play in the national championship game. We'll, we'll have players that are that opt out of playoff games sooner rather than later. And in droves, just like we're seeing them opt out of games like the Rose Bowl when it's not a semifinal, the Sugar Bowl when it's not a semifinal, the Orange Bowl when it's not a semifinal game. Is the game stronger nationally, as Greg Sankey like you know uh, wanted to put out there? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, hey, you know the the playoffs been a great up. The, the whole BCS, everything that we've done since the '98 season begun, has been a positive for the Southeast Conference. BCS's. Let's see, they had Tennessee in '98, and then we you know it looked like we had a little bit of parity going on. You know, you had Virginia Tech out of the Big East. You had Florida State out of the ACC. It didn't seem like Florida State would ever have a down year. And then they had like six in a row. Didn't seem like Clemson was ever going to get over that Florida State hump. And sure enough, they did. Except for those two years that Jameis was on campus at Florida State. But... You know, how good is the ACC without the Big East expansion? And, I mean, and that's where it all begins, was the ACC poaching Virginia Tech and Miami and Syracuse, eventually Boston College, you know, from the uh, the Big East. You know, things have always been moving and shaking. You know, Penn State was an independent until, what, like, 92? They joined the Big Ten. Nebraska joins the Big Ten in 2011. I don't know that there's a comfortable landing spot for Nebraska. I, I think the best thing that could happen to Nebraska, and it won't, because they're going to stay in the Big Ten because they like money there in, in Lincoln. Best thing that could happen to Nebraska is like a Plains Conference gets created. You know where they get to play Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State and Iowa, who can't you know who can't really score this year. And Wisconsin and Minnesota, they need like a true Midwest Great Plains type of conference. You know, they put Ohio State, uh, you yeah, know, with teams on the Eastern Seaport. let them play. Yeah, I guess they already are playing Maryland and Rutgers. Yeah, who else is strong there? Virginia Tech. I mean, would you put Ohio? You know, if you could, if you could, would you put Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan? into like an ACC where they could play all cold weather games against the the northern teams in the ACC. I'm not talking about that, having them go down to Coral Gables and Tallahassee every November. But, you know, how much does the weather play, play a factor? I think that it plays a big factor. I think that it plays a factor in the type of player that you are. Now, that's not to say that, uh, you know, if you play in Gainesville in college that you can't play in Buffalo when you get to the National Football League or Green Bay. I, I think that you got up and you realize how much you're getting paid to be out in the cold for three hours, maybe you know, maybe a couple hours during the practice week to get acclimated to it. But I, I think that it is kind of an overrated aspect. I, I don't know what would happen if Alabama had to go into East Lansing in November. I, I imagine that they would prevail. I mean, they went to Texas and had a close call in extreme heat, which, you know, of course, you know, if you get trained over the summer in Tuscaloosa, it's not like Austin, Texas is uh, that overbearing on you. I don't know. I, I, I I read today that uh, Bedlam ends when Oklahoma goes to the SEC, and I think that that's a shame. I think that it was a good thing that we got a Pitt-West Virginia game. I think that we need to start seeing uh, Missouri play Kansas again. I think that we need to see Texas play Texas A&M again. And you know, and it's, it's not because I want these conferences to get over themselves, which would be a fantastic idea. Oh no! You know Texas A&M. We can't play Texas because we left the Big Twelve. Tech with that, you still have this alliance with the, uh, you know, with the Cotton Bowl, where you know it could be well, you know, with the semifinal and everything, everything is uh, thrown off. But there's no reason not to have Texas A&M play. The best, you know, one of the better teams in the Big 12, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Texas, Texas A&M versus Nebraska would be great. But you can't get those two teams on the same field because they just haven't, you know, their stars haven't aligned uh, between the Big Ten Conference and the SEC to get, uh, you know, get those two teams out there. Uh, Cat State, uh, we saw them take a rough one from Washington a few weeks ago, uh, Oklahoma a week ago, and it gets no easier as they get the Georgia Bulldogs uh, between the, the hedges. Uh, that's number one taking on a one and two team from the Mid-American Conference. Uh, Baylor uh, at Iowa State. Uh, conference play beginning in the Big 12 and the Big 10. You've got Michigan hosting Maryland. I do not expect that to be close. Uh, Central Michigan at Penn State. Central Michigan gave Oklahoma State a little bit of a ride late. Uh, we'll see uh, how Penn State responds. After a big win at home against Auburn last week, uh, Pittsburgh's got Rhode Island at home. Their number 24 pin is. Uh, and then Clemson visits Wake Forest. That's five at number 21 uh, in the SEC. Uh, their game of the week is Florida and Tennessee, both top 20 teams. Uh, Texas visits Lubbock uh, to take on Texas Tech. Uh, Miami hosting. You know, I, I just don't know the initials uh, for this team. So so what are we looking at? Oh, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. I, I should have recognize that uh, right from the jump. I apologize for that. And uh what else we have in the way of ranked teams. Ole Miss hosting Tulsa, Oregon at Wazoo. uh another uh, ranked uh, battle of top 25 teams in the SEC. Arkansas number 10 at number 23 Texas A&M, number 8 Kentucky host Northern Illinois, who uh, you know played Vanderbilt a week ago, lost by ten at home. Vanderbilt, uh, another road game, tougher opponent this week in Alabama. Uh, UConn at number twelve, NC State are uh, one of our late kickoffs in the afternoon. Uh, Ohio State at home against Wisconsin. Oklahoma host Kansas State. Uh, we've got USC at Oregon State. BYU at home against. Wyoming and uh, number 13, Utah at Arizona State and interim coach Sean Aguano and the other Pac-12 after dark game will be Stanford at number 18, Washington. Uh, Talk a little bit more to you about college football later in the week. Uh, For now, we got to check out for a few minutes here. On the other side, we say thank you and goodbye. My name is Jeff Rich. This is Sports Overnight America and we'll be right back.
3: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now.
1: 800 950 8218 800-950-8218 800-950-8218 That's 800-950-8218 Paid for by Want to Sell. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. That's 800-817-2968
0: This is Sports Overnight America with your host,
2: Jeff Rich. Hey everybody, welcome back into the show. Let's get some things out here that I have not covered just yet. Uh, Maury Wills, uh, former Dodger, uh, dies at the age of 89. He was the 1962 National League MVP. Uh, We have... Uh, Some hockey news. A couple of retirements from uh, some prominent defensemen in the NHL. Uh, We'll start with P.K. Subban retiring after 13 years in the NHL uh, with the Devils, the Habs, and the Nashville Predators. Seemed to be welcome everywhere that he went. Seemed to be a good guy on and off the ice, and I suspect that – he's going to have some kind of job in the media, whether it's for uh, TNT or ESPN covering the sport. Perhaps even uh, you know TSN, he's big up in uh, Canada as well. Uh, 13-year career is impressive, but not nearly as impressive as Dano Chara's 24-year career. And uh, he will step down, and uh, not stepping down, but stepping up. The Colorado Avalanche paying Nathan McKinnon north of $100 million on this contract. Remember, it's hockey, so uh, these types of deals are relatively unheard of. Uh, A little bit of owner news. I guess uh, Browns owner Jimmy Haslam was not happy about being hit by a water bottle tossed by a fan, uh, a fan has been identified, banned from the stadium, and charged criminally with a few misdemeanors. Uh, and Robert Sarver, Robert Sarver, uh, you notice nobody in Phoenix is crying too hard about his suspension, other than maybe that it's too short. Draymond Green thinks that it's too short. LeBron James has said that it's, uh, uh, you know, that type of behavior is unacceptable. And, you know, Suns fans are just really hoping that, uh, you know, action is taken, that Sarver is uh, going to be forced to sell the team, his own minority stake owner, uh, his partner. Has uh, spoken out against, uh, you know, the, you know, Robert Sarver owning the team, and I'm just going to tell you, as a Suns fan, I, I think the racism and the misogyny is obviously awful, but I, I think that the Suns benefit if Robert Sarver is removed from that team or forced to sell it. My name is Jeff Rich. This has been Sports Overnight America. Now, stay tuned for more sports. Come your way next hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.